Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. Whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. Today, we're going to be talking about Season 16, Episode 2 of The Bachelorette, Claire's Season. It's time to Batch It Up. Welcome back to Batch It Up. My co-host is Sarah. My name is Axel, and today our guest is Dr. April Watts, who came to my attention when she started Bachelor Nation for Social Justice, a Facebook page out on Facebook because it's a Facebook page and I joined it and uh, I've been a part of the discussion there but it was also offshoot of other pages and we can get to all that but we're happy to have her as our guest and I just do want to remind everyone that this podcast is part of the DVR podcast network you can find out more about us and our other podcasts at dvrpodcast.com I also want to give a shout out to Matt Wyman our newest patron, you can go to patreon.com slash DVR and help support the podcast network. That's all I got to sell to you. So let me introduce Sarah and then we'll talk to April, of course, as well. Sarah, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Week two. This is great. Ooh, I know. I thought they did a good job of being stuck in this resort. Um, but uh, let's introduce April. April, how are you doing? Tell us a little bit about yourself and thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about, you know, all the things we love about the show, but also some things that I'm struggling with personally. I A little bit about me. I'm a mental health counselor in Idaho. So it's hard for me not to watch the show through that perspective and notice things that I find problematic. But then I've also really loved it at times as well. So, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I myself have been to a lot of therapy. I grew up in therapy. I love it. I'm a big advocate. You don't have to have a problem to go to therapy. It's for everyone. Especially look around 2020 has been quite a year. So I feel Mm -hmm. like of all years, we should all have a therapist right now. Yes, definitely. And I also think that having grown up in therapy, it, that was part of my attraction to reality television because Mm -hmm. so much of it is confessional and discussing how you feel and being open and listening um, yeah. at its best, or at least it, it aspires to that. Is that part of the reason you find yourself attracted to reality TV and the bachelor? Yeah, I think so. I th- I've been watching since, gosh, I was a teenager and initially it was just something fun to do with my mom, you know, and then it kind of evolved into this. Like when I was in grad school, it would be a great thing to look forward to on a Monday night that I could just turn off my brain and kind of enjoy the show. But I think 
it is definitely there's a lot of food for thought in terms of mental health and I do like you know the idea of falling in love and how does that happen how does that work and there's just so many interesting dynamics on the show that for better or for worse it exposes things about culture and society and mental health that are really interesting to me so more than most shows too I I don't know what it is about The Bachelor it's just been going on for a long time there's such a big community around it. So yeah, there's a lot to be interested in. Yeah, definitely. And can you tell us a little bit about, I, like I said, I came to, to know you or get in contact with you through the bachelor nation for social justice, Facebook page. How did you start that? What was the impetus and what, what's that all about? Yeah. So, you know, Growing up in Idaho, I, you know, maybe was raised with certain views. And when I became a counselor, I had to learn about people that were different from me. And that initially was hard. I think growth is hard. Expanding our our perspective is hard. But as a result, I just, I can't help but care about all types of people. And when the Black Lives matter movement happened earlier this year and more people started paying attention to all of that. And then Hannah Brown did her, her thing when she said the N word on Instagram, like that really sparked a lot of discussion in bachelor nation. And it was just hard to ignore some of the problems, especially around racism in the franchise. So I just wanted a group that I could talk to people that liked the show but also recognize the problems and hopefully be a force for, you know, greater inclusion and more diversity on the show. So it's been really nice. I wasn't sure what would happen, but the group grew pretty quickly and I've met some really sweet people, really supportive. We've had some great conversations and it's been really nice. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I joined up, I think as soon as you started it, because I think we were both and Sarah, please feel free to, to jump in here whenever you want. I, I, I have noticed and I don't, I, I don't know you two have as well. And I think maybe it's why the group started is it's, it seems like a safe place for me because a lot of the times whenever something happened on the bachelor that had to do with race, gender, what have you, right. Even income inequality, it would just turn into an, a screaming match, whether on mm-hmm. whatever Facebook page I was on, when I just want to have fun and chat with people and say like, Hey, look at that, you know, or, yeah. or, or share my pleasure of seeing something progressive. Um, and it's just, you know, that's why I like it too, because I find I don't want to go on and be angry at people. Social media is such like an anger button thing, you know, like we're like an angry machine. Absolutely. Um, it's good to have a yeah. safe spot. Some some of these other Facebook groups I'm in that are huge, huge, huge. It's some of these arguments I see happening back and forth. It's It's just insane. It's insane to me. Just the lack of empathy and humanity people have um, and just having having this smaller community, um, it, it, it exactly, it's a, it's a safe place to be able to share 
ideas and and all of the all of this and in a in a safe space for sure. Yeah, it gets into a lot of fighting. Was that part of the reason that you started it too? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the bachelor groups that are out there are very problematic. I think there's a lot of discussions that are happening, like Sarah said, over and over, and it's back and forth, and it's not productive for anyone. Mm-hmm. And and we're not listening to each other. We're not having empathy for someone else's experience and perspective. So I just wanted a place where we could have productive conversations. And it's okay if we don't all agree. Right. We, you know, as long as everyone wants to learn more and wants to improve the world and, you know, improve Bachelor Nation, then you're welcome to join as long as you're able to be respectful and, you know, recognize we're all at different points in the process, then yeah, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And a short PSA right now for voting. Everybody go out (laughs) and vote. I know I will be supporting Biden Harris, but of course you make your own choice, but just a short PSA. I wanted to get that in there because we're getting pretty close. And as you said, this pandemic and the election and the current climate, it's everywhere. And, you know, the, the internet, we think it's another place, but it's us inside our minds. It's people, right? Like Mm -hmm. most of the time it's, it, can be a bot <laughs> too, right? but i guess even the bots are programmed by people um, yep so absolutely they, they have an intent um so it's just good to get your voice out there and i just want to say kudos to you and i was happy at, at the time i remember when you started it it really kind of gave me it really it made it gave it made a better day for me that day and forward just because i was like that's cool that somebody did that because it is hard um, you know, when so much of the internet has become who can troll better than the other person mm-hmm. and kind of one up you and I, you're cool by showing power over someone else. Um, and this seemed like an effort to kind of move past that. And quite frankly, a lot of those problematic Facebook groups, I'm not in anymore because I just felt like it was just arguing, um, I mean, I remember there was a po, uh, no, it wasn't even, it was a married at first sight. Cause last week we talked a little bit about married at first sight on this podcast. And, um, someone was saying something about why don't they have same sex couples on married at first sight yet, or the bachelor, you know, and then someone responded, well, I, I think it's because if they, it would be really hard to do casting cause they'd see each other. And uh, (laughs) we can do better people, right? Like there's other ways you can cast same sex couples. Yeah. We need to think outside the box a little bit just because we've always done something a certain way does not mean we should continue doing it that way. And Mm -hmm. and you got to be open to those different ideas like that. At first I laughed at that. Right. And I was like, what? But then I thought about that and I said, okay, but you know what? This person's actually trying to like get into it without arguing that's bad or so, you know what I mean? Like they're thinking mm-hmm. about actually how to do it. And then I, you know, we're able to have a little bit more of a discussion, but then at one point a woman commented, um, Hey, I understand all this, but you have, do you have to drag me forward with you in being so progressive? I'm cool where I'm at. Mm. And I just thought about kind of the privilege behind a statement like that. Absolutely. And thinking like, oh, it's okay 
to subjugate other human beings because just, Hey, chill out for me. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to have to work so hard as to love another human or mm-hmm. think that they live differently. And, yeah. um, what a privilege to be able to decide if we're going to worry about that or not. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just thought, but then I also thought, Hey, at least this is a nice little discussion. Like that's better than saying you're going to hell or, or you're wrong or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just, it is a rarity on social media that you can have discussions, but we'll see if, if things change and, and uh, the country takes a turn, perhaps, or internet does, you know, I always say to my, um, my kid who's only eight, I say, you know what, you might laugh at all of us one day, because by the time you're 20, like no one will be on social media. I wonder that because I feel like, like some people are going the opposite direction, like deleting their Facebooks Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. You know, I I wonder what the landscape is going to be like 20 years down the line. You know, some people say like, Um, back in the day when you used to make a phone call, you used to be able to group listen in to people's calls, you know, Uh when when they used to have the, um, the boards and they switch over and that there was a whole, like, that was a fad and people wrote stories about it It was popular and then it died out. And sometimes I think is social media really the future or are we involved in a great social experiment that we'll look back upon and say, man, weren't we all just really mean to each other for about 15, 20 years? Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And with that, let's talk about The Bachelor. <laughs> um, let's start off with some news. What do we got, Sarah? So Ashley and JP came out that they are getting divorced. So Ashley was Bachelorette. So she was, I, I actually didn't watch her season so that was a little bit before my time um but i guess this is only the second divorce because if crystal and goose were the first divorce in bachelor nation history then i guess this is the second divorce so this is pretty big news um as a lead getting divorced right so this this is sad news, and they I think they were together for eight years, yeah, I believe. Two kids, eight years. Yeah, yeah. Did you so, watch their season, um, April? I'm sure I did, but I'm having a hard time remembering specifics. But I definitely knew who they were, and they seemed like a great match and sweet people. And yeah, yeah it's sad. It's sad yeah. for me. I that was one of. Uh, I think, you know, I started, I watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette for, I think, a year or two before I met my wife. And that was, I think, our second or third date. We started, we were, I was like, do you watch The Bachelor? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, bingo, that's our date. Um, And we still, to this day, watch it together. And Ashley and JP, Ashley was early. If you remember, the thing about Ashley's season was um, her record was broken. I think her record got broken later by fence jumping man, which was like three or four guys just left. Oh, okay. She had a rough season. Um, And particularly in respect to the social justice part, the producers were not kind to her and the way that they painted her. 
Okay, so I, that was the one because yes. I had heard that I heard that there was a bachelorette that had a similar mm-hmm. situation. Okay, that was her. Yeah. Got it. Yep, and she uh, she had a lot of dudes leave, and I think I'll tell you why is because she was very genuine. And I hmm. think that once some of the guys realized that she wasn't going to play the dancing with the stars game, that she really wanted to marry someone and have kids. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, not mm-hmm. that she hasn't somehow profited or whatever. That's her choice. But um, JP was like the normal dude. He was like the most normalist dude on the show. And it was, it was a great that if you get a chance to watch that season, it's a good watch. Uh, particularly because I do feel like they were a real couple and who, who knows what goes on behind closed doors. That's their business, but it is sad, but it was nice that it seemed amicable, right? There wasn't mm-hmm. any allegations or this or suing for custody. It seemed like they just decided uh, their, you know, their partnership wasn't working out. Right. Yeah. But very sad, very sad. Nonetheless. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Who was Fence Jumper? I'm forgetting his name. Colton. Colton. Oh, yeah. Oh, and wait, didn't he? Oh, no, it was Luke. There's another piece of news that I should add here, which is did you see that Luke P had to pay $100,000? Oh, my God. Yes. How did I forget about that? <laughs> yes, I did see that because for slander or something, right? He couldn't, he couldn't stop running his mouth. Yep. He basically he broke the terms of his contract, mm-hmm. which normally I feel like a lot of them do, but they just don't go after them. But I guess they just hate Luke P that much yeah. that they were like, we're actually going to hold you to this contract and go well, after you. That was why what I read, I said, you're right. The actual lawsuit was because he broke the terms and he spoke about things he wasn't supposed to. But I think that the article or articles that I read made reference to the reason why they went after him is because he said that Mike Fleiss, he like made fun of Mike Fleiss and called him uh, some nasty names, which may be true, by the way, and Uh. also said stuff about producers Mm-hmm. publicly as well so that's why yeah. they were like okay we're going after you yeah you're right because everybody talks yeah so i think that yeah he just couldn't uh couldn't sh- shut up <laughs> and they... what a shocker luke what do you remember luke april oh i try to forget about him but yeah <laughs> yeah Oh yeah. God! Yeah, so, we don't. That that's the last we need to talk yes, about him. Exactly. Yes, so. please. Let's put yeah. him behind us. Doesn't need any more. Yeah, that that's how I forgot about that story because I saw it and was like, <laughs> um, I don't need to ever think about him again. Right. Yeah, that's well. I'm sure he'll he'll somehow try to get attention. But uh, all right, let's 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 get into the episode. Um, what did you think of this episode, Sarah? I mean, just overall, you know, it's episode two. We are kind of trapped or quarantined into this this resort. How do you think they handled it? Was this in comparison to other post opening night episodes? How do you think that this one went down? So I really loved this episode. And then like, I just, I was thoroughly enjoying myself. And then I went online and was reading what people were saying. And I was like, is something wrong with me? Because it seems like everybody hated this episode. (laughs) I just, I 
was like, yeah, like Claire, like stand up for yourself. Like I just was like, oh, like she's so refreshing. And then I like took a step back and was like, maybe I wasn't actually thinking <laughs> through all that. I was like, maybe I wasn't, I don't know. I really liked it, but also maybe it's just I'm, I've been, I've just been wanting bachelorette for so long that maybe i'm just like i'm just so happy to have something yes um but that i was like reading everyone's comments and seeing how much everyone hated the ep- like hated everything and like everyone was like hating on claire and i was like oh like i really did not feel the same way about any of this Interesting. um i but i would love to get y'all's y'all's thoughts on it but i was just like so happy just to have like maybe I, I think I am just desperate for bachelor content. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about you, April? What did you think? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to say I I think, you know, producers can portray people in a certain light to some degree. So I don't know how much of it is like I'm disappointed in Claire or I'm disappointed in the franchise. I'm not sure. But I'm desperate for The Bachelorette. I think it's impressive that they quarantined and they filmed this, and that's great, and I'm appreciative of that. But I am super disappointed in several things that happened last night, and we can get into that more. But yeah, it was challenging for me. For well, no, tell me, please. You can let's let's launch into it because I'm interested too. Because I have to say, I'm middle of the road. I felt I I felt that I liked that they made activities that forced them to somehow talk to each other. There seemed to be more talking, Mm -hmm. but then there was other stuff in it that I felt was classic kind of producer stuff. And they could have, you know, I could have done without it. And there was behavior from both Claire and some of the dudes that I was like, "Eh, I don't know. But overall I found it, a lot very watchable but april what are some of the things that kind of like threw you off or that you didn't like about this episode so obviously people are talking about the stripping during dodgeball that's Uh a hot topic okay (laughs) i thought so very hot topic online what are they saying that it was demeaning to the men yes i think mostly people are talking about how it's a double standard which right Maybe, but my main issue is that the men didn't consent to that, and they she was just telling them, "You're going to do this, you're going to do that," and yeah. and that's just what they did. And and also, if we're going to talk about it from a social justice perspective, black male bodies have been over sexualized for a long, long time. So if we're going to ask black men to strip without their consent, that bothers me on kind of a a racial justice standpoint as well. So I think it goes beyond just the double standard of, you know, if women were told to strip, obviously that wouldn't fly. So I think there are a lot of issues with it. Yeah, that's interesting. You know what? When that happened, I looked over at my, to my wife and I said, honey, this they're going to get killed for this. They're doing because what they they always do this and what they love to do is and i'm looking for the proper i think the word is emasculate right to take mm-hmm. away masculinity right mm-hmm. they always set up early on a couple of activities that emasculate the men 
mm-hmm. that in some way make them think like make they want to make the audience think what if women were doing this right because the show i believe still works from the standpoint of a woman is the bachelor instead of the bachelorette you catch my drift mm-hmm. like that's where they start from they're the they're the writers and producers of the bachelor and now they're doing the woman's version Mm-hmm. So I think that they think from that point of view and I almost kind of feel like it was a trap, right? They knew what they were good. They were doing by doing this, but I, what I mostly, and that's just the producers, but for Claire, I kind of agree. Like if that was me and this plays into something that I hope one day the bachelor has guys who are not in great shape. Okay, because I'm a guy who's not in great shape. And if I had to take my shirt off or even jump in a swimming pool on television, I would be pretty. I would do it because I'm just me and I'm kind of just do stuff. But I would be a bit embarrassed and shy about it, you know? Yeah, that that was one thing my roommate and I were pointing out. We're like, well, like... (laughs) Imagine if one of these guys didn't have like a six pack like that. Yeah. Uh Like it, but we see, we were caught off guard because we didn't, we didn't think that they would actually strip down all the way. We're like, there's no way that they would actually do all that. Like, that's what I thought. Like we, we were like, okay, all right. Like they'll like be like, ha ha ha. Like no, no way. And then, and then we were like, wait, hold on. Like, no, 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 no. That didn't just happen. Like, what? Yeah. Like, and then and then we're like, are the are they just having like the little the black boxes? Like, are they like that? We were like, that did not just happen. Because sometimes they've done that in the past where yeah. they faked the black boxes. Exactly. And and literally, like, even after they like they were walking home, my roommate and I were like, What what's going on here? Like what like we still weird. we Cause we were like, did Claire tell, like, did she like instruct them? Like you lost, take it off. Cause we, we didn't actually hear her. And so we were like, did we miss something? So we weren't sure if we just like missed something real quick, but we, we were definitely in shock that whatever I, that, that just whole thing, any, that, that actually went that far. We were like, what is going on? Yeah. I don't remember April. Do you remember? Because to me, what I remember happening is once they got down to like, I guess the, the jock strap, right? Yeah. Claire was like, okay, that's, I remember there was a part where I thought she was like, that's fine or something or somebody yeah. said, I'm not going to get naked. And she's like, that's fine. I'm just kidding that, with you. And then one that, dude was like, I'm taking it all off. And then a bunch of other dudes did. That's what I thought happened and because I thought she was like, oh, you don't have to. That was kind of what I thought happened. Yeah. And then he just like went for it. Mm-hmm. And so I was confused as to what was going on. So I, I don't know. It, it was we, we our jaws dropped. We were like, oh, my God. Like, that was just a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Do you remember April? Do you know what we're talking about? Do you remember that part? You know, after the whole thing started, I I watch with a group of friends and we we do it outside, you know, with with COVID and everything. Okay, we have yeah. the projector, but we were all kind of talking, so it's possible I missed it, but 
I was just so appalled by the whole thing <laughs> that I maybe I missed something. I don't know. Yeah, and it's there was still, uh, you know, they probably still felt a certain amount of pressure. I don't know that they all felt like that was something they necessarily wanted to do. So yeah, I still felt there was some coercion. Oh, definitely. I mean, the show that's that is part of what the show works on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's how producers, I mean, having been in film and TV, whenever you're dealing with, I mean, anything, people, inter, you know, man on the street interviews, crowds, getting people to use locations, your job as a producer is to coerce people, mm-hmm. is to make them do something that they originally did not want to do. Right. And make them, it's going to be a good idea. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm, right. we'll, we'll put the restaurant logo in the beginning, you know, and then you kind of don't even flash it or something, you know, like, yeah. so it's hard when we talk about these shows and in, in, in respect to what you were saying about, um, the black men having to strip naked and being looked at and sized up, right. Which has all type of historical, uh, precedence and, um, I, bad precedence, I should say, right? Going back to slavery and whatnot. That's what it makes mm-hmm. me think of, you know? Yeah. It's the same thing when the NFL does it to kids. Um, and now it's become a big thing on ESPN to stand there and watch 18-year-old, whatever, 20-year-old boys take their clothes off and be weighed and jump up and down. You know what I'm saying? Like... Uh, that's like people watch it all day now at the NFL combines. And that's a huge issue too. It made me think of that as well, especially when you have like four X NFL players. Mm -hmm. Um, And also Jason later on tells us that he lost 150 something pounds and you know what I mean? So there might be body image stuff going on with him as well. Oh, absolutely. That Claire didn't consider. So yeah, all in all, I found it to be, um, even if Claire thought that it was a joke and I can, nor I can, you know, the, she is very sexual. There's no doubt about that. And, and kind of that idea of being free, I'm not against that in any way, but it's the idea that people were coerced in some way or pressured into doing that. And what would it, what would happen if it was women? But the thing is, is they do this to the women all the time. Mm-hmm. How many times do they set them up for a photo shoot and they're in bathing suits? Remember when they all got hypothermia mm-hmm. pilot Pete? So it's like, it's not so right it really either way. Standard? What's that? It's, is it really a double standard or are we just more mad about, about it this time? I don't know. I think that it's wrong both times. Agreed. Right? Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't cool. And there was a way, I mean, I honestly, I think that maybe Claire was just really excited after the sensual touch thing that they did because that was love languages. Yeah. She, I mean, that was, that was one of the sexiest type of things that the bachelor or bachelorette has done in many seasons. Well, she'd been alone in quarantine for a while. So. <laughs> That's true. I, what did you think of that, April and Sarah? What did you think of the sensual touch thing? I mean, it, it served its purpose. I mean, I, clearly they knew how that was. The producer, the producers knew what they were doing with that. <laughs> yeah. It served its purpose. 
I, I don't know. I, I kind of liked it. I thought it was like, um, I don't know. I like when they do this type of activity and I like the long talk she had with Jason. Um, and I, I like that the things that I liked in this episode that I thought were unusual were that people were kind of, it seemed like there was more of an opportunity to actually talk to someone, you know, Mm -hmm. like in Pete season in particular, by episode 10, we were both like, he said three words to this girl, you know, like there was nothing there. And Claire is very effusive and she pulls it out of people, right? The date with Jason was very interesting. And I was thinking, I was like, well, I guess they have to get creative, like emotionally because they are at one place. So they can't like, they they have nowhere else to go. So they got to get creative with the mind. But I just, I always think back when like they always make these people get deep and share their like darkest secrets about their families and things. And I'm just like, Imagine if you are like Jason's parents and he is just airing this dirty laundry about like your, your marriage. And I just, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like just, just imagine, but like, I get it. Like, like they want to, that's a part of you. That's a conversation you're going to have in a relationship, but it just like, it's cringy in the fact that like, that is ne- never anything that as a parent, not that I would know, obviously, but you would bet you would want to have aired out for everyone to hear. But that was it was very deep. It was interesting at times. I was, like when he, when they were um, going back and forth with the the words that other people have called them. And one of Jason's was manipulative. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, Claire, why aren't we like digging a little deeper with that one? <laughs> and that, that seems like a red flag right there. Yeah. Yeah. And did you notice that Claire would say, oh, I've been called needy. And then he would say, I've been called selfish. Like, it seemed like they were qualities that maybe weren't perfect for each other. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. 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 And I agree with you. I think some of the dates were creative and I liked the love language thing. I talk about that with clients quite a bit, you know, because we all have relationship difficulties and difficulty communicating. So I liked that part. And I agree with you, Axel, that sexuality is important and we should be exploring that in relationships. But yeah, going back to the date with Jason, it felt kind of forced to me. I don't know Mm -hmm. that he was wanting to reveal all of that, especially on TV. And as a therapist, I kind of felt like she, she's been to therapy. She's done work on herself, which I think is awesome. And I think she means well, but it felt a little forced. Like she was really forcing him to do all these activities. And she had this agenda. Like if we do this, this, and this, then, you know, you're going to be healed or something. And mm-hmm. it just felt a little forced to me. That's all. Yeah. I'm <laughs> he definitely did not want to write that letter to himself. He, he, when, when he first like read the date card, which I also thought was interesting that they had the date card read in Claire's voice, which was new. Cause normally it's normally, is it, I think that it's just read in Chris Harrison's voice or in no voice at all. I don't know, but that was new that it was read in Claire's voice when he was reading the, the card. Us- 
Usually, the guy's voice, whoever's yeah. going on the date. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Usually, he or someone who gets it reads it yeah, in front yeah, of yeah. everyone. Exactly. You're, um, you're right. That it was like a. Spe- that's good catch, Sarah. That was a yeah. different thing that she wrote it and she read it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it seemed personal, not a producer thing. And I really just want to throw in a quick comment: is kudos to Claire too and it's just refreshing to have an adult person as the star of the show who can carry the show and talk and have ideas oh yeah I just it's refreshing to me yeah yeah but he definitely was not digging having to like write that letter and dig deep and talk about his feelings for sure I agree with you April there for for sure Okay, and another thing I just have to mention about this date that I'm not seeing a lot about on Twitter, but burning the dress, I hated that because not only is it bad for the air, and this is filmed in California in wildfire season, but also she could have sold that dress or donated it to some other woman that needed some empowerment or to a charity or, you know, she could have donated the profits. So many people would have been interested in buying that dress. So I don't know, maybe a little thing that I'm nitpicking, but... I didn't love that. Yeah, it was very um it was it was very stagey and mm-hmm. I would also think from your perspective um it is it, it's like that quick fix. Like we're going to do one exercise and you write it and throw it against the wall and then it's gone forever. You know, <laughs> like you got to do work and it takes time mm-hmm. and you know, I know that's for a reality show and they're tr- I I can respect the fact that they're at least trying to put exercises like this in the show instead of having them say run a relay race on the sand or, you know what I mean? Like that they'd probably be doing with Pete um, or like ride like miniature airplanes around (laughs) anything. So he wouldn't have to talk. Um, But it reminded me, and I don't know if either of you caught this, reality show that just aired on tbs called lost resort Mm -mm. no i haven't it was great and it's available on their website and i think it's gonna it'll end up on one of the streaming so i think they have a deal with netflix so i think it's gonna end up on netflix um but it was a group of people who went to a spiritual retreat uh in central america And it's very, you know, like yoga centric and healing and your chakras. It just gets, it gets, it's more on that. uh, My friend Derek has a podcast called Conspirituality, but it might venture into there a little bit for some people. But it was interesting because they did a lot of exercises like this, write it on Mm -hmm. the paper, burn it or speak it out or do like primal scream like they did. Oh, yeah. Right. Which was like, I remember John Lennon and Yoko were a big fans of Primal Scream. Um, I just I enjoyed it. But I do agree with you, April, that Jason, you could even tell from the editing. First, he was like, yeah, some stuff happened. Right. Then he was like, some stuff happened when I was younger. Then he was like, my brother and I saw some stuff happen. Then it was like, my parents shouldn't even be together and they're married. Yeah. It's like trying to get it out of it. Yes. And, and you know that they were probably actually there for like four hours shooting that, you know, everything takes way longer to shoot. Mm-hmm. So I wonder in later interviews with him, 
how he's going to feel about that because that was quite a statement to make on national television. I know. My parents have been married for 35 years, but every time I look at them, I question why they're still together. Yeah. That's kind of, that's pretty harsh thing. That's a little bit like when you share something about yourself, that's yours, you know? Exactly. When, when you share that opinion of your parents, you could think maybe his brother's going to call him up and be like, yo, bro, we didn't, you know. Remember how we talked about not saying that on TV? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It was that's deep, like though. That's like my biggest thing. It's like I understand these are real things that you need to talk about when you're going to know someone so you can understand who they are, how, like why they are the way they are. But it's just, oh, my gosh, like just airing that out for the world to see. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Now let's, let's move it on. Do you, do you have anything else y'all want to, uh, I'm, I'm going to take your y'all Sarah, even though I'm not in the South anymore. Uh, you know, you I, I'm, I'm right in the middle there. Sometimes my Southern accent comes out. Sometimes it doesn't. So yeah. it just, it depends on how I'm feeling that day. <laughs> Man, when I lived in North Carolina, I, I, I think it took me about, I lived there eight years. It took me about five or six to start saying y'all never felt right to me i'm just i i feel like i'm like my cousin Vinny saying y'all like i should be saying use guys i'm from new jersey you know I keep, <laughs> this y'all stuff it just doesn't work for me um but do you have anything else you want to say about jason or the sensual touch part no not not on my end i'm just thinking didn't claire say something at the end of jason's date about how you know, she's there for him and she's got him and it doesn't freak her out, blah, blah, blah. And I just like, she's not going to pick him. So to, to open him up like that and have him say these things and then she's going to send him home. I'm sure it just, it feels, it feels kind of, yeah, it feels painful a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, and I don't know if that's just because our, so our, April, are you aware of, of all the rumors and everything? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And so, the editing and, is making yeah. it easy to and, believe. And so I don't know if – because I've actually felt the exact same way. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I – that's just because I know what I know and I feel that way. Um, but I totally agree with you um, on that point for sure. Mm. It's like it's like don't – don't do that to the, to the guy if it, if you don't mean it, you know? Yeah. But I, I have to give her credit. I don't think she's malicious. I think she, no, I agree. she believes what she's doing and she believes all of her cheesy quotes. And I think she's like a sweet person when it comes down to it. But I think there have been a few things she's done that I just, yeah, I didn't love. And that was one of them, I have to say. And that's what I was going to get to next. And I'm glad we talked about the spoiler stuff because last week we had Peter on and we didn't talk any of the spoilers. Now, April, you know, the spoilers, Sarah, you know, them, I know them too. So in order to kind of talk about the rest of this episode, I think that we can kind of talk spoilers. Is that okay with you two? I think, I I think that's what we got to do. Okay. So, the next part I wanted to talk about involves this spo- this spoiler, Dale, which is Claire getting mad when you were saying things that you didn't like. And I'll say this I did not like at all, which was Claire getting mad 
when they didn't ask, when she was sitting there after the date, and I guess this was before the Jason thing, but she gets upset that people didn't kind of jump up and immediately ask mm-hmm. her to talk when the whole time she's looking right at Dale. <laughs> oh, like, see, I, I loved this. Oh, okay. I, okay. I was like, yes, stand up for yourself. <laughs> I feel and, like she was just upset that the guy she's obviously in love with that I we mean, know yeah. she's going to pick didn't jump up and talk to her. He just kind of sat there absolutely and she was like looking right at him she's like you guys that's oh, yeah. gonna talk to me dale i mean anyone else 100 percent. i was like oh my gosh she's staring right at him literally acting like no one else is yeah. there <laughs> yeah, um no, i just thought it was i thought it was hilarious i i was like stand up for yourself i think <laughs> i just i probably would have felt the same way i i would have had the same insecurity like um excuse me does no one want to hang out with me and i would have been i would have probably in the back of my mind been having the same insecurity and not being not not being able to focus but i would not have had the guts to walk back and be and be like excuse me so i was just like yes girl stand up for yourself so that's why i loved it i thought it was hilarious i didn't love it. I see I see your perspective. I mean, it was entertaining for sure. But I don't know this early in the season if it's normal. Like all the guys are just trying to get along and not create drama. So I think it's okay to just all hang out and like let that happen naturally. So I didn't see it as something that she should take personally, really. So I, I kind of thought it was overreacting, but I don't know. I think at this point, they're all fresh out of quarantine. So they're probably all just like a little loopy and trying to mm-hmm. like re-enter society, you know, right. <laughs> and trying to re-figure out how to interact with people. I know me personally, I'm still I like I, I'm, I'm not around people a lot. I think I've lost some yeah. social skills personally. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, so I'm sure they're all trying to like regain their foot their footing. Um, Claire, I'm sure, is probably too. So it's probably a like combination of hanging out with people again and this whole process, everything. But I mean, it definitely was an overreaction for sure. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, but I just applauded her for staying up for herself and being like, uh, what's going on, guys? Yeah. And mostly, mostly just being pissed at jail. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Is for me, that's watching this show, and I'm glad we can talk a little spoiler stuff now because it was it was a little harder next week. But now talking about this, watching this episode, like in reference to what you said about Jason, right, and opening up, and these other guys, and the fact that she has literally. Chris Harrison keeps on saying she said she met her husband. No, what she said is she she said I just met my husband after she met Dale. That's what happened in the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. And she is being completely obvious about the fact I mean, we're an hour into it or so, I think in this 2-hour episode and they've already twice told each other I have feelings for you, like how much they like. It's so obvious. 
Oh, and yeah. I, Claire, Claire is not holding back her feelings at all. Yeah. And I think that really this the, the part what I didn't like about it is that Claire's history on The Bachelor and we're not going to talk about her uh, her engagement that happened because they <laughs> were forgetting about that, right? <laughs> that never happened to Benoit, right? Mm-hmm. Who was yep. I like that guy, um, but they pretend like it didn't happen for the story. Um, but I feel like it. She is an insecure person, and there are many of us in life, and I think all people at some point are insecure. But the way that this show has played into her insecurities as well as trying to make her look crazy, right? With the talking to the raccoon and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. There's been different ways that she's been portrayed. So Mm -hmm. when this happened after such a strong first episode and all the way up into this episode, I was feeling it. When that happened, it felt like taking a step back it made me feel uncomfortable because I was a little bit unsure of how the producers, how long were they really there? You know, mm-hmm. um, what was going on? Was it like everyone was having small talk? Cause later one of the guys said, well, we were all kind of talking to each other. Right. Yeah. So I think that they are forced to work around the Dale factor and it turned and turned things that are about him into it's about the guys or she has to put it that way because it's so early on. And I feel like this was totally Dale didn't talk to me right away. He's letting other guys talk to me and that made her feel insecure. And then she wasn't happy again until she had spoken to Dale. <laughs> Yeah, and I, well, I was also wondering if it was maybe the producers told the guys like, "Hey, let Claire mm. pick one of you guys yeah. to manu," and then and then maybe they told Claire, "Let the guy like maybe it was manufactured by the producers yes. to then play into this narrative that they want to put her, her into." Um, so I, I, I am I'm always looking at how did the producers manip- manipulate this situation? Um, that's unfortunately, which like sucks. Um, but especially in this case. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And then of course this little drama, like just offshoots into unnecessary drama. Of course that Yosef is a part of. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this, this useless argument where he's like, let me speak for the group. Oh and then, oh, who was it? Riley? It was like, you don't speak for me, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hey, he's literally just going to be like, like, we're sorry. Like, I, I actually felt bad for Yosef in that moment, even though, like, later on, I'm like, okay, no, Yosef, you, yeah. I, 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 like, previews and everything, I'm like, all right, no, no, no. I'm, he's I'm not a central casting for for the bad guy, Yosef. Isn't yeah, he yeah. like... He just needs he, to twirl a mustache or, or something. Yeah, like. he he definitely has been cast as the villain yeah. for sure. Um, but that little fight, I'm like, this is so unnecessary. I literally was laughing. I was like, what is this fight? This is stupid. Yeah, but it was silly. It was it was it was comical. So yeah, another reason why I enjoyed the, the episode because it was stupid 
drama and funny. <laughs> Who was the guy he was fighting with? What was his name? I, I think I think it was Riley. Riley. Okay. Was that he is the very time? serious guy, right? Like he it seems to, when he spoke to her in the Rapunzel thing, he was like very direct. He he's like a very serious guy. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, even they, later in the episode, they were they were dance they were like dancing up dancing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah, got yeah, he's yeah. got that classical idea of uh I think he has a more classical idea of like I'm going to be a man, you know, and mm-hmm. that that's a trope that they play into on the show, too. But, yeah, their fight was very silly. I, I was I, like, I, what? I I'm like, what is what this? Happening. Literally, Yosef is just going to apologize on behalf of you all. It, it's not that big of a deal. I think it's just that it's Yosef and the guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess they all just are not digging him, which is which yeah. I guess I understand after night one. But well, that's coming yeah. next week, too. He's going to I think. He's going to talk to her. He said, I mean, they teased it and there was like yeah. 10 minutes to go. And they, and he said, I've got to talk to her, but then they, we didn't yeah. see it. I said to my, okay, we're well, they're saving that for the beginning of that's going to be the big blow up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could see that coming from last week when he got into an argument with that other dude. I hate when they don't end an episode on a rose ceremony. It just, it, it, the episode ended and I was like, wait, that's all I get. So it just never feels buttoned up. And then yeah. my like my like OCD is like, oh, no. Yeah. So but it'll I'm just, you know, obviously cliffhanger wanting more. So good on good on you, Bachelor producers for hooking me in for next week. Definitely. So I want to ask you both. How is it watching this show, knowing about Dale, um, April, when you're watching the show, are you thinking about that all the time? Because I've not ever been spoiled on a season really before to this extent. And um, once um, I'm going to say it right, Tasha, I said it right, didn't I? Yes, you got it right. Yes. Okay. Because first, I'm sorry. I always say Taisha. Um, but Tasha. We know she's coming and I'm excited and I don't know anything past that. Right. Right. I just neither, got, neither do I. Okay. Yeah. How about you, April? I've heard a few things, but I don't like the Dale thing. They're making it so obvious. Yes. So even if yeah. you hadn't seen okay, the that's news, what I want to ask, you know, yeah, it's just so obvious every time they interact and the, they show clips of the guys talking about her and Dale and, yeah, it's hard not to think about that. And maybe there's some twist that we don't expect. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. There has to be more to this story that that than we've heard because they're just being so blatantly obvious that they're they're like, we know you know. Mm-hmm. And so they're just going with it. And so I'm just I'm waiting for something to happen that's that's a huge plot twist. But I don't think that's really going to happen. I think I think it's just going to be a matter of how did this all happen? Right. That's what I think. That's what I think that they're trying to set up here. Yeah. Is from the previews, it looks as if they're trying to say Claire or trying to lead us into thinking Claire doesn't say I'm in love with Dale. I'm leaving. 
the men revolt against her in some way, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that I'm getting a little worried here and what I'm getting worried is that they are going to somehow do that because the story so far, I think that we've all heard is she falls in love with Dale. It's like 12 days in, right? And mm-hmm. she set, goes to the producer and says, there's no reason for me to date any of these guys. I'm in love with Dale. I'm leaving. Well, so that actually isn't the story that I heard. Oh, okay. You heard a different story. So what I what I heard is that the producers went to her Aha. and said, it's super obvious that you're in love with Dale. This is bad TV. We're giving you an out. Interest. Is that what you heard, April? That's what I heard too. And I think that makes more sense. Okay. Okay. That's interesting to me. That, that does make, so then that. The guys, maybe the guys do somehow affect the producers going to her, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what causes it to go down. And, but that that's disappointing to me, I guess, because it takes a little bit of agency away from Claire in the sense that I thought it was her who stood up and was like, hey, listen, I'm in love with this guy. There's no reason for me to be messing with these other dudes' hearts and heads. Let's end the show. You got you you got you have yeah. a success on your hands. Well, I mean, and I mean, we don't actually know until we see the episode what actually went down. So, it, who who knows? It, it based on the previews, seems like a lot of lot of twists and turns are gonna <laughs> coming at us. So, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very curious at what episode all this happens. Mm, That's too. what I'm. What that's what I'm really curious. Like, is it going to be next week? Is it going to be in three weeks? I don't know. But I guess if it was 12 days in, yeah. I'm thinking maybe it's. I'm thinking maybe not next week, but maybe the week mm-hmm. after. Three or four, because yeah, the first day when they when they on the second episode when they say last night, they really mean two nights ago because yeah. they stay up all night. So they give them the day off and then they're shooting again on day three. Yeah. So they, what we see is day two is really day three. And this extended to maybe even as many as day five that by the end of this episode. Right. Right. So she's almost halfway through the whole time she's going to be there. So I think it's going to be episode three and then four is going to be kind of half and half. Okay. Well, you know, they're going to drag it out a lot. They're going to interview them a lot. Yes. It's probably going to take several episodes. Yeah, know, we, we may not. We, yeah, we may not get a rose ceremony for a couple episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we may not even get one. <laughs> yeah. Right? It may that's be that true. that's what. Yeah. Interesting. The guys leave and there's no rose ceremony. Yeah. yeah. Um, But I have to say that even knowing this, I'm still I still enjoyed the episode. And, um, you know, I like that they are, I like that Claire's kind of taking over, um, and, and like leading discussions. Mm -hmm. I like that the guys seem to want to actually talk to her and get to know her. But as you said, April, it is so obvious in all the seasons of watching the bachelor and the bachelorette. I think maybe 
I'm trying to think of one other couple that it was so obvious from the beginning because a lot of people have been pretty obvious, but then you know you have your turns by the third or fourth episode. They're not really into that person anymore, you know. That it actually kind of that it's that they stayed with them. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard because of that I w- fact. I was I was reading that. And I, I I didn't actually remember, but apparently like Jojo and Jordan were super obvious That's, and they Yeah. And I and I didn't really remember them being that obvious, but I guess I was thinking back and I was like, Yeah, they they mm-hmm. but apparently they, they were also trying to play this narrative of, of Jordan's a bad guy, the the way that they're mm-hmm. playing up this Dale is a bad guy narrative. Um and so I, I was reading that they they were trying to play in that that similar um with jojo mm. and jordan with that and, but i i was thinking that i was like i don't remember that being such a similar like oh she's definitely picking jordan situation but well maybe, maybe I, it was it was i mean it was so long ago it i maybe it's just i just don't remember it that clearly i remember I quarantine that, oh go ahead I'm just thinking about quarantine and how she was able to know her guys before. And that's true. You know, she probably stalked Dale. That's, that's my understanding. I think she stalked Dale and she fell in love with him before she even met him. Yeah. And she has this idea of who he is and they have chemistry. So it, it expedited things more than it has for other seasons. Perhaps that's, that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. I could see that. Um, but thinking about that Jordan and Jojo thing, I'll tell you what, Sarah, there was a point in that season where the guys said that on camera. She's so into Jordan. It's obvious. Really? Cause yes. I remember, yeah. I remember like she was super into Luke and for a while there, I thought it was going to be Luke. And then she let Luke go at, after like hometowns and everyone was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, but that's um, why they play it out. That's why yeah. I'm interested to see like, okay, I Claire, many people have felt uh, an instant attract. I remember there was an interview with Sean Lowe where he yeah. was like, I knew right away, um, yeah. but I was there for a show. So yeah, I left yeah. myself open to other people and I even talked to Catherine about it and I said, Hey, you know, so they were open and honest about it. Um, yeah. I don't, I think that with Claire, it has to do more with her age and the mm-hmm. journey she's been on in the Bachelor Nation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's obvious too from her interview she she is not doesn't have a lot of patience for this any longer. <laughs> oh, know, like. oh, and how how would I how do, would I forget Caitlin and Sean where she literally told Sean? Oh, Caitlin, was, I say Catherine. I'm sorry. Oh, did oh yeah when she um. Oh wait, are you talking about Sean Lowe? Wait, yeah, you were talking about, you were talking about Sean Lowe. I'm talking about Caitlin Bristow. Oh, okay, okay, the other Caitlin. And, and Kate, yeah, Caitlin Bristow telling telling Sean that he was the one she was yes. going to pick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it yeah, happened, so, but that's why it's like why I'm interested to see how much do did the producers and the other guys and all that change the show because there has been some talk right that they got through production with claire and it was that they were thinking this show was like you're saying we can't really do a show like this that they wanted to bring somebody else in yeah 
right? Which is, yeah. and that's a possibility. And especially um, being the times we're in, Black Lives Matter, they were thinking to themselves, we have to bring it, we, we miscast this mm-hmm. and we have to bring someone else in. Yeah. Well, I'm very curious to see how this all plays out when they bring Tasha in, because I had also heard that they bring a lot of the guys back mm-hmm. that she's sent home, um, which honestly, at that point, I'm like, how, how, how many has she sent home by that point? And speaking of sending home, can we just talk about how she sent Brandon home real quick? <laughs> Because that was wild. Yeah. I was cackling because when when he had, when they had first started talking, he was like, "Yeah, I need to like you know have a good chat because I made a very like bad first impression." And I was like, "Yeah, I remember like you walking out of limo." And I was like, eh, this guy is, is attractive, but I, I didn't really feel the the greatest vibe." And then Claire just starts going in on him for not knowing anything about her, and I. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, but. I, I did. I did too. I thought it was interesting, and it 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 uh, cued into what we were saying before about them being in contact. Yeah. Before during quarantine on social media, yeah. and I think that there was a, a little bit of too. Hey, why didn't you reach out to me? Or I don't know you. Why or why didn't you stalk me or look me yeah. up? Why didn't you Google me? Yeah, or DM me or something before. I thought that that was kind of strange because if I understand it correctly, the reason why she sent him home is because he wasn't excited enough about it, particularly being her, or he didn't come into it knowing her full backstory. Like he didn't do his homework on her. Before yeah, he got I, there and he was saying, well, I just wanted to meet you and get to know you in real life. I feel like something else must have happened that we didn't see because that was just I don't know. I, 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 I feel like they, they must have cut something out because that was just such a strange conversation. Did you understand? That- what was your take on that, April? Yeah, I was going to bring that up earlier because I thought it kind of spoke to her insecurities that she was so offended that someone wouldn't google her but that's how people normally meet you know they go off of initial attraction and then they get to know each other and that's kind of how it goes unless you've been on the bachelor several times i guess and she was really offended that he hadn't done his homework and unfortunately i have a client so i really need to run but i had a great time talking to you both and yeah i'm excited to hear the episode and the rest of what i'm gonna miss Oh, well, we well, thank you for coming on. Have a great session and we'll talk to you soon. And everyone yeah, can. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, April. Bye. Bye. All right. We're going to keep it rolling. Well, I was wondering why we hadn't heard her. Sounded like she was welcoming someone. Um, but uh, it was great having April on. But let's just continue the discussion. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Sarah, I think something was missing from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like what April was saying about kind of showing like Claire's insecure, right? Claire's mm-hmm. insecure. Like that's kind of the, the way the producers want to show her. Um, I thought that that was edited strangely and maybe that's what they were trying to get us to feel right with the right, whole right. earlier. You didn't ask me quick enough. And then this, um, but all in all, 
is it, I was going to say, is it fair? And what do you think? I mean, maybe she does have a point. Like we all have Google, we all have phones. Like why weren't you more interested? Maybe that isn't such a bad thing. I'm starting to kind of think. (laughs) I, so I think he was just saying like, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. And she was like, what else do you want to know about me? And I get, I get where she was coming from. I think there were parts of the conversation we did not hear. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand. Like, she's like, I don't want this to be superficial. Do, like, what else do you want to know about me on like a deeper level? I, I don't think what we heard on her end was maybe articulated well and or maybe part of what she was trying to get out of him was maybe cut out. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I think that, that that conversation was choppy, edited weird, but I, I understand where her head was at. Um, I think it was just maybe portrayed poorly either yeah. in editing and, and or just executed poorly on her end in terms of what she was trying to get out of him. Yeah. I think you're, yeah, because I could see her saying you got to do your homework, son, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, like they were like, they knew what they were getting themselves into, you know? (laughs) And also though, in, in essence, it really doesn't matter because we know she wasn't interested in him anyway. (laughs) I I think she maybe had already made up her mind and, and was like, Let's just kind of start. Wouldn't that be hilarious if like she, um, she, she, this is what I'm waiting for someone is for someone to really come in there with a plan and to understand that when you're shooting a TV show, the, the only way that you can take control is to not do things right so mm-hmm. is to give the editors nothing to work with. Right. So if Claire sent home each guy one episode, she just walked in and said, I'm sending you home. I don't like you for this reason. And, and then she went to the next room and until she got to Dale and then said, I'm keeping you. Will you marry me? Right. right. She could have ended the show right there and walked off and the producers wouldn't have had, they couldn't have done anything. That's why I'm so interested in seeing how perhaps Claire, the, the, which narrative is being pushed because I think she's smart enough. She's been on the show long enough. You know, she's like, Nick. Oh, yeah. she knows. Um, she, but, she knows how to play the game. Yeah, exactly. I have to mention one really weird thing because I think we're kind of got getting to the end, but um, yeah. how was easy giving her a foot massage with her shoe on? That was just weird. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's let's take the shoe off to make everybody's lives easier. That's what I'm talking about. Like, how he started giving her the foot massage, and then I was like, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I like a foot massage, right? This is getting a little Tarantino X, but you know, this is how it is. And he just didn't even take her shoe off. I thought it was very strange, and she was like all into it too, but she didn't take her shoe off. Very weird. Yeah. Also. We haven't talked about Blake. So I did figure out how to say his last name. Blake Moines. Blake Moines. Moines. I, w- I kept like intent- intently listening to say- to hear how they said his last name. So it's Moines. Okay. About how she totally rejected 
his kiss. Mm. That's, that is going to be an epic gif forever. Um, how the producers are totally manipulating this poor guy. It's it's so obvious that they are just like, oh, yeah, she's totally into yep. you. Like, keep going after her. Keep breaking the rules. Keep doing it. And then she rewards bad behavior by giving him a rose. Yep. I, I guess we did get a rose ceremony, but we just didn't get a, a finished rose ceremony now that I think about it because he did get a rose. Yeah. So I guess they were at they were at the rose ceremony. It just we did just did not or we, it was the cocktail party. Yes. Yeah. Be, it's be, gonna, before before the rose ceremony. I think what's going to happen is Yosef's going to have her talk and then everything's going to explode, yep. you know, and all Absolutely. that's going to happen. But um, yeah, that I. I felt that he turned from this angry guy, right? Yep. Uh, I'm, what's going on? I'm upset. She's not giving me time or I feel rejected. Yeah. What's going on? Then he does his thing. It kind of works, but he doesn't know. Then when she says to him, I am so glad you did that, you know, he just melted. And I know I felt I was a little heartbroken. Because it felt to me like he really, exactly like you're saying, I, I it occurred to me too. I was like, this guy is really being played by not just the producers, but Claire too. Like this is not, this is not going to turn out well for this guy. No, and no. maybe he was a little too sensitive a person to be coming on to a show like this. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried for him yeah, because he's going to get jerked around yep. and- I, yeah, I, I, this isn't going to end well. I, I'm curious to see after, well, I'm curious to see how he reacts when the whole Dale situation goes down. Yeah. That, that might be quite a meltdown. I think anger. That's, that, that's what was kind of like. Yeah. Disturbing a little bit is he seemed to get angry very quickly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if he's going to be the kind of angry leader of the group. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's just oh boy. We, we've, got, we've got some dudes here who are ready to take that role. Um, and, you know, it, it's we'll, we'll see what happens with Dale. But I don't think it's happening next episode. They keep on teasing it like it is. But I think the big blow up next episode is going to be Yosef. Yeah, I think April was right. They're gonna drag this out. Yep. They're gonna they're gonna keep reeling people in because you know people are waiting to see what happens, and so it and as soon as this all goes down, people are gonna stop. Like not us, obviously, but you know that they're gonna probably be like, "All right, that's what happened. Now it's back to the normal, like like uh, format." Mm-hmm. So they'll probably lose some some folks. So I'm sure they're trying to hang on to these these people that that know what's going on and are hoping to to see all the drama go down. Yeah. Well, we we'll see what happens next week. That's all I got to say about this episode. How about you? I yes, I that's all I've got. I you know, it was a, it was definitely an interesting episode. I, like I said, I'm just I'm happy to have the Bachelorette back, so Me I too. enjoyed it. I am looking forward to next week. Um, I I you know this is going to be a great season. Um, I've really enjoyed Claire. I'm looking forward to Tasha. Um, I think it's going to be a great season, and can't 
can't uh, wait to to see what else comes uh, comes next. Me, me too. Because she, both of these women, are the types that will take control of their own narrative. Absolutely, and that's all I want. Honestly, yeah. out of this show right now, I just want to see adults. I want to see people take control. I want to have fun watching a reality show. You know, they're always going to do this stuff that gets us talking and gets Twitter going, you know? Yeah. They're always going to push it. That's what they do. But for me, it just, after Pete and, oh, it's just like, even Hannah was like, she figured it out, but I just want to, I want to be there already. I don't, I need the journey to be watching them do it, not getting to the point of taking control. You know, that's just where I'm at with this show. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm in and I'm very happy that it's back. Yeah. And this and, was a lot I, of fun. And I think this is just so refreshing after Pilot Pete to just <laughs> yes. oh to just have I, I literally I, I was I said out loud like I just Claire is a just a breath of fresh air she because is. she just takes charge and like you said, she can lead and she can, you know, like take charge of the show, and it just, and I, and I think, I think Tasha will be able to do the same, like you said. So, um, I, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. This is going to be a great season. Oh well, guess what, Sarah? Before we end, my wife just walked in. Say hello, honey. <laughs> hello. Oh my hello. god! I finally got her to appear on the podcast. Now she's running out of the room. Oh, my gosh. That's Um, great. But I agree with what you said. This has been a lot of fun. And it was great having April on. Yes. Um, Sarah, it's always my pleasure to jump on and talk to you about this great show. We'll be back next week. Um, I don't, I don't have a, another guest. I've like, I like bringing a guest on. We'll, we'll chat or if you're listening and you want to come on, shoot us an email. I think it's fun. It's good to have people come on and hear the different opinions and we'll keep on going. And, uh, maybe we'll not, I guess we're a spoiler show now. Well, we, <laughs> no more, no more spoilers than we already know. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to know any more than we already know. Me neither. Me neither. We're kind of, I feel like once Tasha gets there, we're kind of like blank slate. Yeah, exactly. You know? And because, I'm good with that. It gets like two in one. Exactly. Yeah. Because like you were saying, honestly, I wish I didn't know all of this. You know, because I, 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 well, I guess I want to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. Because I, I, I want to be able to like hunt and peck on Twitter and be like, oh, what's the drama? What's going on? Oh boy. (laughs) But also I love being just able to like sit and watch and, and be surprised and be like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um, and, and when I know things, it's like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. And so like, it's, it's a double-edged sword because it's like, the thrill of like finding things out online, like that's definitely a thrill that I haven't, I, that I've never had before until this summer when I was like, well, I already know this much. <laughs> I, might as, I might as well jump in feet first. Um, but I, that, that literally the Dale stuff is all I know yeah, that I don't know anything past that. Yeah. I am usually 100% spoiler free on everything. I love going on the journey. Yes. Um, but sometimes it just happens. And in the case of the bachelor and bachelorette and par- all these shows, you know, that they cut, ki- they, 
they're letting stuff out, right? And and that's why oh, yeah. I, I like the way they're giving allusions to it. They're playing with I like the way that they're playing it with the previews and the editing for both people that are spoiled and people who are not. Right. They're kind of playing it both ways, and I appreciate that. And it's kind of something new in TV and the internet, and it feels relevant and kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like The Bachelor itself, we're part of that experiment, you know? Right. And that's kind of what we had been talking about, I think, with Paradise, how they kind of needed to yep. get with the new age of social media that all these people were going to be talking to each other before they went on that show, you know? It's a little bit different in this capacity, but I think the show needs to get with the fact that so many people are spoiled. Mm -hmm. And so, and they're playing into that fact now. And so I think it's an interesting spin. I think, I, I, I think that they're doing a good job with it. And I, and I, and I just laugh every time. Like I see something that's like, okay, we get it. You know that we know, yeah. you know, and it's just, I, it, but I like it. I think they're doing a good job with it. Me too. Me too. And we'll see that it will continue next week and we will be back to batch it up. Thank you everyone for downloading. I'll let Sarah take us out. As always connect with us on Instagram at batch it up underscore pod and please rate review and subscribe. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. Thanks.